Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here alongside the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, uh, Frank Madden. We've got a bunch of stuff we want to get through today. We're going to talk awards a little bit, specifically MVP and Defensive Player of the Year looking ahead to the 2022 season. Uh, we might have some more negative commentary on the Philadelphia 76ers. I've got Frank here. It's one of our most uh, it's one of our favorite things to do on this show so we might get to that. Before we dive into it, I remind you about Thursdays on the Locked On NBA podcast. Just Jackson Gatlin and Matt Moore are telling you whose NBA stock is up and whose is down. Follow the Locked On NBA podcast today on YouTube wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Frank, before we dive into the Sixers stuff, I did just want to bring up and you'll know this man from, from Twitter and from watching the, the press conferences, Bryce Christensen. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, he is the man that does the, uh, the, the ASL, uh, the sign language for the, the press conferences after the game when Bud and the players are up there. It's become a feature of the press conferences the last couple of seasons. And uh, Bryce, who I got to know a little bit when I was still in Milwaukee, he tweeted today that... Uh, the Bucks were actually the first pro sports team to have sign language interpreter uh, on their press conferences, and uh, he's gone on to launch uh, a brand there with the with the work that he's doing. And he unveiled a website today, Play by Play Interpreting dot com. So I just came across that tweet, tweet Frank. I think um, the Bucks obviously deserve you know, some applause for not only the sign language but the captions they have on their social media as well. Um, super inclusive and Bryce has done great work and I know that that was just something that he dug up from the ground so I thought I'd I thought I'd bring it up I know he listens to the podcast from time to time but it's cool to see it's been fun to to see the Bucks get involved from uh, that side of things as well but how are you doing I'm good shout out to Bryce I we follow each other on Twitter as well and I, I, he's a podcast about the Packers I believe as yeah, well does, so yeah. big big uh, Wisconsin sports fan um I've been good um I still have this puppy, uh, Dudley, who's not named after Jared mm-hmm. Dudley, um, assistant coach of the Mavericks now. Mm. Um, you know, puppy stuff, three-and-a-half-year-old, you know, back in quote-unquote school, a.k.a. kind of daycare. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I guess it's not technically pre-K. I think next year she'd be in pre-K, but like she's at a, at like a it's like at a, essentially a school that also has older kids, so we just call it school with her. But that's gone fine. She's she's back in uh, back used to doing that. Um, so I do my morning dad routine, drop my daughter off at school. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing. Been busy with work, blah blah blah. Um, and uh, I, I I don't know if we we mentioned this. Um, I know we're about to talk a little bit on kind of Sixers drama stuff. So I'll I'll mention I, I tweeted a link to it. I was on the Rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, mm-hmm. which you know there are. Mike, Mike and Spike are a big deal. Zach, Zach Lowe's had them on. They're the, you know, um, 
they're, they're about as big of a local podcast probably as you'll find in the NBA. And I know Mike, known Mike for a long time. We, he, he wrote, he was the editor of Liberty Ballers, the SB Nation site while I was at Brew Hoop. And we hung out a lot in Vegas during summer leagues. And he's just a great dude. Um, very funny, interesting guy. Um, has written for a number of TV shows. He's a very creative, talented guy. In addition to just being a, just a, a wonderful dude. And uh, so he had me on the, the rights to Ricky pod. I've been on like before and like season preview type things, but um, but he actually had me come on to basically just to like, be like, you know, what well, you actually, you guys actually won. Tell us how it feels <laughs> uh, basically. And I mean, granted Mike is like an Eagles fan. So he, he has had a team and a Phillies fan. So he has had a team actually win a, you know, a championship, but, um, but it was funny. He asked me at one point, you know, was it, you know, now that we were sort of on the other side, was it kind of everything that you imagine it to be? And I hadn't really thought of it in those terms. But I have to say, uh, yes, I think <laughs> being a fan of a team that, and, and then that team winning a championship, I feel like it has been everything I could have hoped it would be and then some. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, uh, we all sort of experienced it in different ways as Bucks fans. Um, I had the fortune, obviously, as, as we've talked about ad nauseum of, of you know, getting to, to fly into Milwaukee and go to the game with my dad, which obviously kind of gave it a... Um, you know, an importance and made it special in ways that, you know, kind of transcended just a, a sporting event for me. But, um, but, you know, just, I don't know, just, man, just the afterglow of it, the last, what, what is it now? Six weeks or so since the Bucks last, since Bucks won an NBA championship. I still feel like I'm on cloud nine as a, as a sports fan, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, at some point, you know, we're going to get, start to get greedy again. And maybe that's, you know, game one of the pre- of the preseason or something, um, but uh, I gotta say, man, winning a championship, man, that that really uh, really is a great way to to uh, to to kick off uh, the rest of your summer. And uh, I don't know, I feel like I feel like the general tenor of uh, of Bucks fandom, you know, whatever. We always find things to complain about, but um, I feel like the the mood in 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 Bucks Nation, I man, as it should be. I just feel like it's. Just continue to be really good, and you know, a lot of us are Brewers fans. The Brewers continue to play really well. Um, Packers are about to start up. Obviously, a lot of Packer fans who are Bucks fans. So, uh, hopefully, just the year of Wisconsin sports continues. But I'm, you know, I and on the one hand, I, I, you know, for the players' sake, I want them to have a little bit of time off here and recharge their batteries a little bit. Um, but I'm also excited. I mean, we're uh, September second when people hear this. We're 26 days away from camp starting. I mean. I'm 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 just happy I'm at ease, but I'm also kind of already getting fired up, looking forward to the next season. All right, let's discuss sweat block, Frank. There's some things that are embarrassing to talk about in life, and certainly not fun. And one of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing. We know that it is. Gray t-shirts, you can't wear the grays. You might be out at Summerfest right now, stinking hot. The humidity is up. There's not much you can do about it. It's a problem. But with sweat block wipes. Uh, they work for up to seven days per use. They're doctor-created and doctor-recommended. There is a dry shirt guarantee. Take it out to Summerfest. Test it out. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. And uh, again, firefighters, that's a, that's a sweaty occupation. i got to tell you, standing in front of a fire, you got all that equipment on. If it's recommended by firefighters, then I, I think... It's probably fair enough to trust. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13K reviews. So uh, I know 
uh, this could sound too good to be true, but I literally, yeah, you literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week and it'll keep you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. And what about direct TV? We all, we all know about direct TV. We've all heard about it. But does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch up on the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in the one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV. You can learn more at Direct TV Stream, that is. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. There's enough curiosity with a bunch of guys on the roster for me that I would agree. I am excited for this to get started because I, I do genuinely have some things that I really want to assess and, and check out and see how things work, uh, particularly with the second unit and some of the guys uh, that the Bucks have brought in. And one thing that I've always enjoyed you know, when I've been fortunate enough to have a sports team that I care about win a championship is that, of course, there will be frustrations along the way this regular season. There's no doubt about that. But you're the defending champs until you're not. You've got another whole year just about of being the defending champs, which is uh, the cool thing about it there. There'll be different celebrations through the season. So it's going to be really fun. But as we pivot to the sixes, I think if I took off the, the media hat or whatever and just put on the, the Bucks fan hat, I always had this little fear that the Philadelphia 76ers were going to win a title before the Bucks because <laughs> despite the fact that they've never played each other in the playoffs rank, and we've discussed it, it feel, it's felt inevitable, it's going to happen. Eventually, this collision course is going to take place. It just never has. And yet they've had this extensive rivalry that has at times been a little bit heated along the way because I think the different trajectory that they've taken to contendership and you can laugh and now we can all laugh about it and say the Sixers contenders they haven't even got out of the second round it's pathetic but right now the way the franchise is heading and we discussed the Sixers yesterday and uh, with Josh Lloyd who that was a really fun podcast going back and we talked some fantasy talked some Ben Simmons and Sixers just a couple of Aussies talking about an Aussie and uh, it was a fun podcast so if you missed that go back and check it out but for you I'm curious to see how you've viewed this it's escalated further over the last 24 hours since I did that podcast. Embiid has just been a rabble on Twitter. I can't figure out whether he's defending Ben Simmons or ripping <laughs> Ben Simmons. He's ripping the fans. Everything is crumbling. And I don't really know at this point, barring some team bailing out the Sixers with some kind of crazy trade because they're so desperate to get Ben Simmons, I don't know where this ends up, but I love it. Yeah, it's funny because... Um, I. I when I think back at the arc of sort of this, the, the Bucks as contenders, a lot of times I go back to the Bucks under Bud, you know, the first year under Bud, leapfrogging both the Sixers and the Celtics, right? And, and prior to that year, really feeling like when I viewed where the Celtics were, where the 
Sixers were, um, you know, not just the talent on the roster, but also the assets that they had moving forward, right? And it, it is, it, it's, it's kind of remarkable because, you know, you, you look back and you think about how, um, I mean, of course, now we talk about the, the Bucks having shipped out so many picks, you know, as part of the holiday deal. And, you know, they, they've obviously dealt uh, picks in previous years as part of kind of trying to clear cap space, things like that. Um, but it just has felt like the Bucks. If it's felt like the Bucks have been asset poor for a very long time, <laughs> even as they built a team that won a championship, it felt like they were at sort of a deficit, especially compared to some of these other teams for quite a while. And, you know, a, I think what we saw over the past five years is for one, having the absolute best player, um, makes up for a lot of sins, right? Uh, so when you have Giannis and he's not only, you know, a, a, a multiple time MVP winner and now a finals MVP, but he's also a guy that has been knock on wood, very durable, you know, especially compared to a guy like Embiid, um, that just makes up for a lot and just gives you a margin of error that, you know, very, very few teams have, if, if any, uh, and secondly, you know, just the Bucks from a roster construction standpoint have just made a lot more sense and stylistically the way they've played under Bud has just made more sense than I think what how some of these other teams have played. And um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, 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 is, it is interesting to just look at, you know, we talked a little bit, you talked to John Cross last week about the Celtics. Um, you know, I think the Celtics are set up fine to have a bounce back year. They always seem to kind of oscillate between you know, kind of underachieving and overachieving. And the Sixers, um, I think we're all curious to see what happens with them because, um, you know, I mean, they, you know, they going into the year when they signed Al Horford, Zach Lowe and a lot of really smart people thought the Sixers were the team to beat, right? That was the year after the Bucs um, had their 60-win season and the Sixers, you know, made some noise and they go into that season and a lot of people thought they were going to be the best team. And obviously um, it, it, did, it didn't work out. Uh, and, uh, you know, now here we are. And uh, even last year, the Sixers have the best record in the East and number one seed. And, you know, I mean, just remember us thinking, man, we've got to go through Miami, Brooklyn, and Philly to get to the finals, right? Like that gauntlet. Um, and then stuff happens, right? And they lose to the Hawks. And um, I think, you know, certainly uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say I found great amusement in uh, (laughs) the way that the Sixers went down in flames. And, you know, in spite of Joel Embiid playing through a torn meniscus and mostly playing at an extremely high level, he had some really bad second halves, some, you know, late, late, uh, late fourth quarter, um, miscues and, and missed shots that really hurt them as looked like his conditioning started to kind of give way. But um, obviously the story of those, the story of, of, of the Sixers demise ultimately um, was that of Ben Simmons and, you know, his inability to make free throws, unwillingness to take layup slash dunks. And uh, obviously, you know, pile on top of just the usual, not, not looking to shoot jump shots, which at this point is just, kind of, uh, you know, taken for granted. So, um, so yeah, that was a funny thing. Um, and I'll be honest too, you know, that, that Bucks win against the Sixers in Philly, the first game between the teams this year where, 
Um, Embiid didn't play, so right. So there was already sort of a bit of an asterisk on that game. Um, Embiid doesn't play. Um, Ben Simmons actually defended Giannis pretty well for much of that game, but then Giannis really started to put it together in the second half in overtime, and Giannis eventually, you know, kind of carries the Bucks to a win uh, in spite of some Dante DiVincenzo defensive miscues uh, <laughs> late. And Giannis has that moment where he sits down after hitting that. I think it was like he hit that little round the back step back on uh, Dwight Howard, I think, in the lane, and he ends up running towards the cameras and then sitting down on the floor for you know reasons that I don't even think he knew why. Um, I just assumed that the Sixers, they had the two games in Milwaukee. You know, we all thought they might have to play in the playoffs. I was like, Oh man, Joel Embiid is going to, is going to sit down on the, on the Pfizer forum floor at some point this year oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to pay back Giannis for that. Um, there's, there is a history of, uh, Embiid shit talking Milwaukee. Um, and, uh, so for, for, for this season to end with the championship, for the Sixers to, you know, crash and burn before they even had a chance to play the Bucks, for the Sixers to, you know, fizzle out in those two Milwaukee games and bead, um, plays poorly in the, I think in the first game and then sits out the second one with an injury and the Bucks win both of them. Um, I don't know. I was, I, let's just say like, I, I, I was like, wow, I really thought, you know, karma was going to come back. Uh, and and get the bucks at some point uh, for, for for Giannis and his little moment there in Philly, but um, but yeah, I mean it's just uh, it's just a crazy story overall with kind of how things have have shaken out for them. And I think most of us would say that we never thought Simmons and and Embiid made a whole lot of sense, especially you know when you think of thought about kind of the way playoff basketball usually ends up looking. And um, I, I don't know, I mean. Nothing would surprise me as far as him possibly being moved. Um, Daryl Morey is famous for always trying to basically con teams into giving up unreasonable amounts. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he traded him for a lot less than supposedly what he'd be willing to take for him next week, you know? Um, So I don't know. It just kind of gets us to this interesting game of chicken where Ben Simmons is saying he's not going to report to camp. Um, How much of that is just posturing and would that actually happen and if it does you know well uh his his stock isn't going to be going up any higher if he's if he's sitting out and holding the sixers over a barrel so i i don't know it's uh it's not a great time in philly for sure um but all that said uh i don't i don't know it's it's i I get why they would have sort of the lillard or bust type mindset but i think at some point um i think you have to be willing to do something uh, maybe a little less ambitious. And again, just given how, how little Simmons gave them the playoffs, I mean, if you get anybody who's pretty good for Ben Simmons, that could be a huge, I mean, that's a, that's a big deal in the playoffs, right? If you get CJ McCollum, I'm not the biggest CJ McCollum fan. He's basically Seth Curry, like rich man, Seth Curry, but, um, but anybody like that kind of like borderline all-star type guy put in place of Simmons in the playoffs. I mean, that, that would have to help, right? Maybe it's not the home run they're looking for, but it, it would have to help. And that's why I kind of feel like, well, maybe maybe they do sort of settle for something a little bit less than than what supposedly Maury's after. What about Built Bar, though, Frank? The best tasting protein bar that has ever been made. We're still celebrating freedom of choice because that, that's what you get. When you go to Built.com, you have freedom of choice. You can pick whatever bar you want. All the Locked On hosts love it. Justin Garcia loves it. Frank Madden loves it. I love it. And you will too. 
Go to built.com and choose uh, from the list the whole host of delicious flavors they have, whether it's coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There really is something for everyone there. And if you don't know your favorite flavor, try them all. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. Try them all. The bars are healthy for you as well. Only 17 to 18 grams or 17 to 18 grams of protein, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. So uh, you're doing yourself a favor. Just go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED for 15% off at built.com. And betonline.ag, we're going to be referencing betonline.ag on the next pod, tomorrow's pod, because uh, we're talking award season, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, are the Bucks going to win those awards? The odds are up at betonline.ag for all those awards so you can check out the futures for the NBA season that is coming along very, very quickly. But also, it's NFL season to get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest 200K NFL Survivor Contest. It's open now at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing. So just use the promo code Locked On at Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Well, it's interesting that you meant, mentioned Seth Curry there, and I'll, I'll never forget watching that game between the Hawks and the Sixers and the way Kevin Herter was just absolutely obliterating Seth Curry every single time. But you're right. I mean, we've we've both said this, and I, I think particularly defensively what Ben Simmons can do and even in transition. I mean, he is a good player, and, and we, we don't overlook that for sure, but he hasn't proven himself to be playable in the playoffs, and that would be the type of move that would take the Sixers over the top. Funnily enough, I saw a lot of stuff about the Sacramento Kings and what players they may or may not trade. And I couldn't help, of course, you think about the Bucs, I couldn't help think about Bogdan Bogdanovich and why they didn't just keep him last year instead of giving him away for nothing or letting him walk for nothing and, and trading him in certain situations. And Bogdanovich is the type of player that would look pretty good on the Sixers. So I, I don't know whether Sacramento is a team he's going to end up in anyway, but uh, just uh, another tie-in for Bogdan Bogdanovich. We can't have enough of those. But I think ultimately, to get back to the point, when you win, that wasn't the only thing I was worried about. Giannis sitting on the floor, of course. There was the fateful comments that uh, we care about the results. Uh, thank goodness. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness uh, that is not something that haunts this franchise uh, for the rest of time. It it should. I mean, honestly, like I, I still look back at that, and if people have forgotten what. what 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 was the circumstances of 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 what press conference was that? I can't even I'm, I can't. Well, even I believe remember. it was a preseason press conference where they were just having you know media day availability and something came up about the process and uh, yeah he just said the the people in Philly can care about it. it was kind of unprompted I believe that's my memory of it that it was it was kind of just it wasn't needed <laughs> it certainly it certainly wasn't something yeah. that I think you needed to put on the board. I, I think that's right yeah yeah I think that's right that's why it pissed me off because it was like. Nobody was asking them to compare themselves to Philly. It was just literally, you know, unprompted, basically taking a shot at the Sixers. And it's like, look, I mean, uh, fine. Like, you don't have to love the Sixers, but it's just like, why, why put yourself out there? Especially at that point. I mean, what did the Bucks prove? Nothing, right? But hey, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, it worked out. But not exactly what uh, what I would have wanted uh, from my ownership team to be, as you said, throwing bulletin board stuff. Um, for for an opponent, no question, no question. Uh, I've definitely said 
in my time hosting this podcast that I get quite paranoid about those types of incidents. And uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that one's in the back burner now. It'll be not something that they'll have to worry about. The Sixers fans can never call you out on that one because the Bucks won the title first. But overall, uh, we're going to continue to monitor this story, no doubt, because there's, however you rate Philadelphia as a contender in the Eastern Conference, you have to remember they were the number one seed last year, Frank. They were the number one seed for a reason. They were a very good team with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Whether or not that translated through to the uh, playoffs, it hasn't, and it hasn't in recent years. But there's going to be a shakeup there, and it's absolutely going to be something to monitor. I do want to mention, as we wrap up, we've got two two podcasts that we're dropping here in the next sort of 12 to 14 hours here we're going to be talking awards on the next part of this podcast but i do want to remind everyone about the locked on today podcast with our great friend peter bukowski from locked on packers uh, more Sixers stuff there he spoke with keith pompey who is also the host of locked on Sixers, but he was the reporter that broke the news with the philadelphia inquirer regarding ben simmons and not showing up to training camp there. So make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts or on the Odyssey app, Frank. And we're going to continue the discussion here in a little bit. Again, make sure you check your feeds. A couple of pods dropping in quick succession here for Frank and myself. We're talking awards on the next podcast. We hope you'll join us. Speak to you guys soon.